You're listening to Black Humboldt's new podcast, Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. What up? This Queen D rocking this body from East Coast to Humboldt. Woo! Hey, this is Delar, healing souls on the streets. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. Llaman a los negros gente de calor. Y de que calor. Negro. Y que lindo sueña. Negro. Y que ritmo tiene. Negro, 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 negro. Al fin, al fin comprendi, al fin, ya no retorcido, al fin, y avanzo segura, al fin, avanzo y espero, al fin, y bendigo al cielo porque quiso Dios que negro azapache fuese mi color, y ya comprende, al fin, ya tengo la llave, negra soy. They call to black people, people of color, and what a color, black, and how good it sounds, Black. What a rhythm it has. Black, 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 black. Finally, I finally realized. Finally, I don't step back anymore. Finally, I walk safe. Finally, I walk in hope. Finally, and I bless the heaven because God wanted that. My skin was jet black color, and I understood, finally, that I have total control. Black, 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 black. I'm black. Victoria Santa Cruz. This week, we're featuring Ephraim and how he exists in Humboldt County. And next to the Stiz Age, we got Ephraim Cologne. Dancer, singer, actor, he does it all. And he's here to chat it up with us. What up, Efren? What's up, Efren? Efren, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. All right, let's get it started. So, Efren, I know that you dance to every beat and every inch of every space that you're ever in. I know that you've participated in some cabarets out here. Um, we were in a hip-hop theater group together. Uh, we also love a good karaoke session. But tell us more about your artist journey and some things maybe we don't know. Well, I fell in love with the art and dancing and, and theater and all that when I was uh, pretty young. I would say like 10 or 11. And uh, my mom was a dancer and a she performed a lot on stage, and uh, I guess I just followed in her footsteps and uh, did my own uh, version of that. <laughs> well, I guess it started with 2050, Project 2050, um, a theater company in uh, UMass called New World Theater. And I think that really broke me into the, uh, the life of being on stage and, like, uh, having that kind of like energy and performance presence um from that i guess i went to i did try i tried i was in a house of the house of escadas uh back home and uh that was really fun it was really interesting to learn the the style of vogue it was a bit more challenging than most styles that i've learned 
uh, but it's still fun, still very, uh, takes a lot out of you. What are all the styles that you um, do? Um, well, I've done stepping, like drill team, African. I've done salsa, merengue, bachata, uh, choreography. Um, I've done hip hop choreography, a little bit of b-boying. It wasn't really my thing. It was kind of hard. I didn't really want to break anything, so I wasn't trying to do it. <laughs> um, but I dabbled a little bit. Uh, I did some modern and contemporary. Um, and let's see, what else? I did this one. I'm not exactly, I can't remember. I did it so long ago, but this, this, it was a contact style dance and it was like, you and another person are connected, but like you, you make all these crazy movements while staying like touching in some way. I know it better than I could explain it, but um, it was just like, you, you're like, let's say like I was like leaning on you, right? And then you lean on me and then I'll move, but I'll like still be touching you on like some point, you know, we make a dance like that. It's pretty creative, but challenging. Contact improv. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> there you go. The, so D with the theater. They're about the house. As we're doing there, like so many people have no idea that even exists. I joined the House of Escada and I think I started actually as a sex siren, um, which is kind of like the face and body and uh, like kind of like model. Um, and then I, I, I don't think I actually danced in a ball. I, I did dance like while we were like in our house practicing and stuff and playing around, but I never actually did the voguing, voguing with the house. I just kind of, I, I was a sex siren. <laughs> so and wait a minute, was this like clothes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> That's, that's exactly. why I'm like, we got to talk about it because like for us, it's no, no thing. How's this? How's that? But some people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> What's a ball? There's, there's, I, I honestly, I couldn't really explain too much about the history and, um, and all the details that have, that go with it, go with it. Um, but I did start as a sex siren and I, I, I did dance a little bit, but like I said, it wasn't during a show <laughs> inside you makes you want to be an artist outside of all of these external factors what do you feel when you dance um and also do you, you say you sing right uh yeah i'm starting to sing i i kind of got into it more moving over here i'll, I'll say i'll start with when i dance when i dance i feel like there's just a way to communicate with with people without using words that like is is different and like a little deeper when you when you can express it through your your art and your your body movement um and sometimes i get i feel like when you get lost in in your dance a little bit not lost like oh no i don't know what i'm doing but like you know you kind of like are really 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 into it um people connect with that and I think that's really what what gets me is like being able to do that without using any words. Dance to 
release anything into a protest? Um, I guess it depends on what I'm dancing to. Like, for instance, like a, a, a partner dance or partner choreography. Um, like, it all depends on, like, the song, like, the, the event. Tell us about um, what projects you're working on now or what your dream projects are. I guess right now, um, I've been really working on, on my voice because I do, I do want to, like, be able to sing on stage. Like, I don't really want to, like, um, I don't know. I just, like, I, like, really enjoy singing and I enjoy, like, when, like, it makes somebody else feel good just like it does for me. And, uh, because I have been, like, asked to be a part of um, a couple people's projects. Um, but I'm not fully confident in my vocal skills, so I'm trying to, like, really practice that before I hop into something. And, like, I want to make sure it's good and, like, it sounds good on my part. So um, I've been really kind of focusing on on my voice, not so much my uh, dancing. Um but I'd like to get into dancing more and like having maybe more of a, more of a, like a group kind of dance crew, you know, not like a crew or anything, but just like people that you can like make dances with and like, they're not necessarily super easy. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about why you're in Humboldt County, I guess. There's only a handful of us here. <laughs> so, you know, what what brought you here? Um, my bestie, uh, Monique. <laughs> she actually brought me here. Um, and I think we had did a show like a year before. Or not a show, but we, we did... Uh, it was... I believe we were teaching youth, like, our art or the way that we did our art in San Francisco or Oakland, actually. And- um, Shout out, babies. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and I was dealing with like some physical, like body body issues. Like I had an ACL uh, rip and I had to get two surgeries on that. And then I also had like a disintegrating disc in my like L5. And when I came, when we came out to, to California, I just felt, different like I could I could handle more you know and I kind of really like and, and like it realizing that I was like yeah I think I'm gonna have to live out here at some point so I can not be you know in pain because of all this like stuff that happened to my body um and then when she brought it up and asked if I would go with her I said yes and I figured it'd be a great time to like get my body back to normal, and uh, that was that was like goal number one. Yeah. Wait. So were those injuries from dancing? No, they were unrelated okay. to dancing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um. So just to piggyback off that question, how do you think your art has been affected by? occupying this space in Humboldt County? Um, 
I would say I haven't really seen a lot of like stuff for me to like get into, you know, like um I heard about like maybe one or two things on like uh in the theater uh part, but I wasn't in town to do so, so like I couldn't really do that, but like I don't see too many opportunities for like the the way I dance or like the, the kind of performance I'm used to doing or like I haven't seen like an open space for that really out here. So I mean, how do you uh I guess how do you survive then? Do you are you are you creating your own space? Are you working on any of your own projects or are you are you not um, doing anything? <laughs> Right now, I haven't been doing anything, but um, I guess the one thing I have or could say I've been working on would be the singing, like just trying to like get that more better. I'll say too, just because we were like in the theater group together that that part of my life like completely disappeared when we moved to Humboldt too. Like we were in like a hip hop theater group, so... It's like easy to find hip hop. It's easy to find theater, but it's not necessarily easy to find like the groups of people that create hip hop theater because they're generally yeah. black people. <laughs> yeah. But so it's like, I felt that too, where I was like, I was just telling D the other day, I was like, man, I miss performing. I miss doing stuff or like being on stage, not just like, I don't even know. I would, I just feel like creation is different here because of who's involved or who's making things for us, about us. Yeah, there was a, I remember it was like a couple of years ago that I think they had like a bomba session or something similar to a bomba session in Arcata. And I, I kind of just saw like every, like just like all white people doing it. And like very like maybe two or three people of color who were oh the samba parade yeah that that, yeah. that dance school that yeah. doesn't even offer drum and dance or African dance hosts this samba parade every year and there's drums and I remember too because we like ran through the crowd we were like oh my god our people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was and it like <laughs> was not yeah. Man, that is such a theme in Humboldt County, I swear. It's, it's like you just you see an event posted somewhere on Facebook or wherever, and you're just like, oh, this sounds dope. And then you show up and it's just all it's all people that have no connection to the culture at all. Like I like to word. I like to third that experience. <laughs> and eleventh that, twelfth that, fourteenth that. It's it's just crazy because it's like like I I was I was excited to hear it, but then like when I went and like got there, I was just like, um, this isn't the same. Like it's good. Like don't get me wrong. Like they were killing the music. It was great. Like but it was just like this. I don't feel like it's for me. Yeah. Like my mama would say from one of her little 70s, 80s hip hop songs, they try to pull a wool over my eyes. But I mean, I guess they don't even know what's missing. So like for us, a bombazo is like, you know, 
an African rooted expression and it's an offering much like African dance. When you don't, when you don't have that cultural context, you don't even know what the dance is missing. And samba is different than bomba, but it's still, those roots all come from Africa. Those like drums and like the footwork and most of those things were used as tools to get through oppression, to uplift people, to make offering to ancestors. So it's like to see people just lacking that cultural context. It's like, damn, bro, you about to get me in trouble with my ancestors for being here. Yeah, like speaking of all those dances and to add Kizamba, you know, I used to I used to do a little bit Kizamba back in my day. <laughs> and but what I love is that like you know, in Baltimore, it was I was hanging out with the, you know, I was the Marena in the, you know, <laughs> Latinx crowd. But they all would talk about Africa in all of those classes or when we would go out to Salsa Nights. And they understand, like, Angola and all of those coastal parts of Africa where, where those, um, any of the umbas <laughs> come from, you know? <laughs> Like, E, we are working on something else right now, too. Speaking of samba and soca and all the buzz. Um, yeah, we're, we're coming up with a little, a little, a little thing, a little thing, thing, you know. We're uh, going to pretty much do a mixture of, like, Caribbean dances and um, trip through the Caribbean pretty much. So we're going to have like some salsa, merengue, we're going to have some bomba, we're going to have some um, soca, we're going to have some, I feel like I'm missing one. I'm missing soca. one. Soca! I, I said soca. I think you said that. I don't, I, and this, we're going to do Afrobeat Yeah, I think too. I said that. And Afrobeat, there we go. Yo, I'm getting hyped just listening to this. I'm over here like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm saying we got to make sure that folks know that this is put on by folks of the culture so that people actually show up. So whenever, whenever y'all hammer down those dates, man, let, like, let's, let's get that out there. We, we need the Caribbean here. We haven't even, we haven't really touched on, on activism at all today. Is there, is Efren, is your art connected to activism in any way? Is there anything you want to, um, any messages you want to tell the folks listening that is portrayed through your art for the folks that haven't had the pleasure of watching you perform? I would say I what I used to do, yes, there was activism, um, but since I haven't actually done very much performing like on stage out here aside from like I I think the only like performing that I, I would say that I did was like uh this a pop-up bar that we had like last year um and it was a queer pop-up bar and that was like you know, the, that, the main thing for that was just like having a, you know, a nice safe space for the queer community in the area. Cause there's also not very much of that, uh, going around. <laughs> um, and 
and that went pretty well. And I think, oh, I, I did do, I did like a little bit of backup dancing for a friend for uh, the uh, club triangle event, but before you know the world closed. <laughs> do you do you feel there's been any like impact on you without art being such a prevalent part of your life as it has been in the past? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think that not being able to perform, especially like the way that I used to perform in the past has definitely like, I don't know, kind of brought me back to where I used to be. Not, not all the way, but like, you know, my questioning myself and like, not really wanting to perform when I, when I do get an opportunity, like it's definitely like me, like kind of brought that back. So it's like stepping back a couple of steps instead of stepping forward by not doing it. I mean, the reason I ask is cause like, I, I didn't do art for a very long time, you know, being a, a new father and having, responsibilities in school and you know and personally I found that like I was on the brink of insanity without art and you know similar to you there's no not a lot of opportunities so like I basically like got to as close to the edge before I had to like just take things into my own hands and create my own spaces and opportunities to do art which kind of which sounds like what you and Mo are doing in terms of of the performance that you guys are planning. So, I, awesome! I wish I wish you the best, and you got you got my support. Yo, Kevin, that's real though. Like, if you are looking for any type of like black creative outlet here, or or like black or brown, you know, but um you have to like make it yourself. So if you don't have that energy or if that's not the kind of artist you are, like you could get lost in the steam. Like some people like, like myself, I call myself, I'm a dancer for sure, but I'm definitely not a a choreographer, but I had to come to humble and like make my own class, even though that's not my way. (laughs) Like that's not my way. I want to go to everyone else's classes and just be in the back and, and feel my joy and learn choreography. And that doesn't exist here. Like I had to come become a dance teacher <laughs> to like get what I wanted, which not everyone can do that. I mean, that's so that that is absolutely the truth here. It's like you don't really have an opportunity to get like guidance or mentorship or anything from anybody locally. You have to like you have to really search, you know. That's why I say I don't leave my house because it ain't nothing outside my door for me. There's more in my internet and more people that I can connect with that that can help me move forward and progress in my career. Whereas like, I just get the impression here, it's like people just kind of like suck as much out of black artists as they can and give them close to, as close to nothing as they can. And a lot of us have to play ball because we don't have a choice and you know our choices are limited in terms of like making a living and i mean it 
I mean, every time we come on this podcast, every time we interview a new artist, we're just hearing the same thing over and over again. You know, we're hearing that all of us don't get a shot and we all have to create our own space. And I don't know how, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like as an artist, I don't think that helps me really develop as much as I can, but it's also like driving creativity with like lack of resources and stuff. Cause this is, this is what we do, right? This is what our people do is we make stuff out of nothing and the issue is always just trying to protect it from white people and not getting as much as possible and try to make a living or you know I feel that it just sucks like obviously there's no comparison right we're all feeling a similar thing but I feel like uh performance artists need other performance artists to really be like creating and building on top of their craft so for there to be like no one here from the get-go like d asked um are you rested or are you hurting and it's like when you get older and your life starts to you know center around other things you you don't realize you're hurting until you're like damn, I haven't been in that space or that headspace or like created something. Like, like what have I been doing for the six years that I've been here? Yeah. Like in, in terms of performance. Don't feel like I danced the same, you know, like not, not having a lot of dancing stuff on stage and being on stage to do like backup dances or something. I definitely feel rusty in that department. <laughs> but I've definitely had the singing to kind of I guess, even it out a little. I mean, it sounds like you're exploring different art forms. And I think that that's, I mean, that's absolutely what we have to do here, right? We have to, we have to adapt and we have, and we have to adjust with what we're given. I mean, for me, I think, I mean, you can, Ephraim, you can let me know how you feel about this, but I also have like, I also feel a certain type of way about when I, do have an opportunity to create something that the people that end up consuming it, it's, it's, you know, they're not consuming it the way that it's meant to be consumed. It's like, you know, it's like a Chappelle show kind of thing. Like, like they dig it, but they don't, they're not digging it for the reasons they should be digging it. Like, it's like more of a fetish, like an appreciation of the actual culture. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I don't, I, they might get part of what you're trying to, to give them, but they definitely don't see the whole, the whole picture in it. And that, that makes it hard too. <laughs> yeah. And like, we about to go to the studio and make this dance. And I feel like we about to be coming out of there on this like new mental high. Like, just like after Juneteenth, all of us were like, we're, we're, we're black high. And I feel like I'd be the same way when I get like a glimpse of things I used to do and I'll be like, oh shit, that felt good. We here, we're doing it. And can I just say like when we dance together, it's nothing like when we dance at House 4 or any of these uh, other public spaces that white people occupy. And like, like, let's also give a shout out to Body High Pole Studio for giving us the space to have studio dance time. Hootie hoo! Yeah, that's the divinity space. I feel like you can do anything there. 
Catherine, can you please tell all of the listeners who want to be your next fans, um, <laughs> can you please tell them where they can find you, all your handles on all social medias, email, whatever place they can find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Ephraim Cologne, and you can find me on Instagram at, at E2050. Well, thanks, boo. Thank you so much for being here, Ephraim. I love dancing with you. I got to learn a little bit more about you and your history of dance um, and the heart of your dance. So thanks for coming through. Thank you for having me. Yeah, really, really appreciate your perspective. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the show you and Mo are putting together. And, you know, it's great talking to you. I really, I really appreciate everything you do. And we're here for you if you need it. Thank you, guys. The Caribbean piece will be a part of a BIPOC dance show on Facebook Live on September 19th, 6.30. And the Playhouse is doing a show called Intersections on October 10th. Thanks, y'all, for listening to The Black Aesthetic. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in every Wednesday. Follow us on all socials at Black Humboldt and check out our website at www.blackhumboldt.com. If you want to send some love and feedback, email us at blackhumboldt at gmail.com. And make sure to use the hashtag Black Humboldt Aesthetic. B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C on social media. Until next time, continue to walk in your Black excellence.